0: Verb Consciousness. Um, So... I'm just kind of sitting here... um, And I decided to do this kind of blog-based episode. might do more of these, actually, because... They are a little bit easier to do. Um, And... You'll still be getting a lot more information, actually, because... I don't always take you through the process that I'm going through when I'm doing... When I'm contemplating and coming up with these different topics and things. So I might do more of these in the future, depending on how much I have to do and things like this. Um, As you can tell, the wind is really blowing right now. Nothing crazy has happened. um, So... I don't think anything's going to happen. But if it does, it does. Um, But I wanted to talk to you about verb consciousness. This idea of verb consciousness is very important to us. If we want to become more open-minded, in my opinion. Because what it allows us to do is to go beyond the rigidity of what I've, what is called crystallized cognition. Uh, crystallized cognition is uh, basically where your thought process is very rigid. Now, one plus one equals two. And that's, that's crystallized cognition. Uh, but there's this new thing that I found out about that's really interesting from this channel that I've talked about before called Aaron Avkey called verb consciousness and this thing is very interesting because what it allows you to do is to go beyond this idea this myth of unchanging self um, and so what this has taught me is that Nothing is quite linear, um, you know, in in physical terms, there is a linear progress, there is a linear uh, progression, to a certain extent. But if you look closer than the surface level, you start to understand that all of this is actually not linear at all, um, because <clears throat> of the analogy that I've given earlier in the episode that I made before about understanding called understanding unity consciousness or unity uh, something along those lines right I talked about what I like to call the lake of reality right Um, basically you have this lake what you could call the universe you could call reality and Everything is happening at once. And and what I mean by this is, like... You... The way we normally think is that we, we do one thing. And that creates a certain action. Right? But we don't really go beyond this. and We don't really go, well, what caused us to do that? And what if that doesn't cause one action, but maybe three or four different actions... Um, things like this, and so think of like a lake, that is, instead of like you throwing uh, skipping stones or whatever, and it it creates only your particular ripples. Think of it as if there are multiple kinds of ripples happening at the same time. Some of them cancel each other out. Some of the, you chum, Some of them make themselves make a uh, become stronger because they. Collide and become one, uh, and so in this way we start to understand this bigger picture understanding of how the world is working. Um, because what is really going on with with us in life is that the mind can sometimes get very rigid, especially for adults very crystallized cognition-based because it is under this what it would almost call noun noun consciousness. The noun is like, my name is David. David is a noun or pronoun. Uh, You know, the floor is a noun and things like this. And nouns are when you think in these terms... You start to, to see the separation... Reality. If there's an, a... A noun called floor... Then there's a noun that is separate called... Me. David. Uh, you know, whatever it is. And so... You... You become separate from things. And when you become separate from things... This does a couple of things um, it creates one of the most important I think to me is that it creates rigidity it creates dogma it creates a lot of problems it can create arrogance superiority inferiority um, some people say it can create lack. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think lack is caused by other things, but it creates the uh, strongest forms of lack that exist. At least that is true. Like it creates the fears and insecurities that are created because of the idea of separateness um, or noun consciousness, right? The I consciousness, you could call it. The I is separate from reality and so has to defend itself from reality and and get things from reality. Take, 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 take. Um, If you don't give, don't give too much of yourself because you might uh, give too much and you might end up having a lot of problems with yourself, things like this. Um, while unity consciousness or verb consciousness is "I am," sounds very different or sounds very similar, but it's actually very different. Um, because "am" is a very it's a very complex. Actually, it's really interesting to me how the simplest things are the most complex in a lot of ways to understand, and if you look up the definition of am, it's a very complex definition that you'll find, um, and it's really, it's honestly kind of a weird thing to me, how this is, but the most simplest things are well, honestly the most complex, but anyways, so the I am is different, because you are... Uh, aware of the different things. Like, I am doing this, I am doing that. I am here, I am there. Things like this. Um, And when you start to see... that you are not a noun, but a verb... you start to see how... not only how you are changing, but how you... are affecting world, and how the world is affecting you, and how people are affecting you, and things like this, uh, in a different way, whereas before, it might have been seen as problems, or as things to be worried about, now they're more like things to understand, things to truly see in their true beauty and uh, usefulness, in this way. And I don't mean usefulness. Is like you you can do things from... But usefulness is in like... Now that you start to see this... You go beyond... This... Need to control mindset. Not that you don't control. You still can control things... But it's not as rigid. It's not as dogmatic. It's not as... uh, Crystallized. Basically. And so the self... ...becomes less... ...defined. Because it understands... ...that the definitions are going to always change. The the mind, like, tries to do this thing. It likes to pull this little trick upon you... ...where... ...it says that I... ...am... ...me. Right? And then what it does with this information is it... ...attempts to create... ...stability with itself and the way that it does this is by not uh, well it does it in different ways but basically the, the thing that it tries to do is that it tries to basically create this illusion of unchangingness within yourself through, you know, the words and stuff that it's doing. Um, It's a very implicit process. It's not like you're, you're, you, you are saying to yourself, I am not changing, you know, I am unchanging, you know, things like this. It may say that sometimes, like, I'm not going to change my mind or whatever, but it does it in a more implicit way, right? Um, And... When it does this, it, what it what this inevitably ent- entails is a an insecurity and an instability because what that creates is that when the change inevitably comes, which will inevitably come, the mind, because it has this idea that it is something, and that something should be like one thing. And not change, right, or something along those lines. For the most part, it then kind of becomes insecure when it when that does happen. When it does start to change, because it is in that separation consciousness, Um, and so the. Separation consciousness of a person is basically making them more insecure, uh, less stable. You know, the mind tries to create this illusion of of stability by doing things like saying, "Like I am you know myself. My name is David, and I was born here." By by stating all these facts about the thing that you think that you are, it creates this noun. The noun is in you. You are one thing, but you are not something else. You know, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking like you can change your mind, but this is still kind of happening. But the overall structure is attempting to stay the same. Um, In this kind of way. And so, the verb consciousness. What this does is it takes this and just destroys it. Not because of uh, anger, like "oh, you're a bad noun and you shouldn't exist" or whatever, but but because of the fear uh, silliness of this this kind of thinking of the mind. Of the ego right and so you become more uh, there's more like of an expansion that of of an expansion that happens like an expanding um that happens within yourself whereas before you were just clearly rigidly one uh things separate from other things but now you're less rigidly that uh, you still may have a sense of self but you are not rigidly like separating yourself from other things in this way and so honestly we have a problems in society where separation consciousness has actually gone in some ways to the extreme where you you see people only concerned with getting pleasure uh, only concerned with themselves things like this or very rigidly dogmatic uh, in this kind of way because they are so separate, sometimes extremely so, that they become too crystallized, they become too rigid, they become too problematic for even themselves to deal with. Because in a sense, this whole separation unity consciousness is almost on a spectrum, right? You can actually be separate and still be healthily separate in a lot of ways. Um most people are in the sense that way to a certain extent but society society has attempted to create more and more of this uh, through commercials and ads and things like this and this is creating a lot of problems for our society so honestly one of the things I think I'm starting to see why there's so much Uh, nihilism going on because what's really happening is that you're seeing the direct result of separation consciousness so when you're you're looking at the world most people that you look at are going to be in separation consciousness um And even those are, that are in unity consciousness, in my opinion, are still not fully in it. Um, because they're only in it in the, in a certain kind of way. But, you know, they'll, they'll acknowledge, like, the lighter things of life. They'll, they'll acknowledge what is, like, traditionally called the light. And, you know, like, things that bring you a, a peace and joy to think about. But they don't acknowledge the darker aspects of reality, which creates a lot of... Naivete within them, a lot of problems, uh, and they start to s- s- be seduced by this light. See, so the problem with light is that it's it's very, honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the big problems that you face with with spirituality is that you, the light is is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Seductive, and 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 it's not. In in a lot of times what I've noticed is that it can create a lot of imbalances within you because lights create shadows. Shadows themselves are and so the uh and so the shadows themselves are the darker aspects that the person will not notice. And because of you know, there are fear of the dark or whatever. And so it's not truly you you're in any consciousness at that point. Um I see a lot of people falling into this, even even the channels that you might think are very spiritual actually fall into this more. A lot of cases, most of the spiritual people that you see fall into this category um, from what I've noticed because of the nature of into, to a certain extent the nature of unity consciousness. Because uh what what I've noticed is that sometimes unity consciousness oversimplifies things to such an extent to where they stop making sense and in, in a practical kind of way. And they start to sort of slip into this dreamlike. Uh, sometimes even cult-like thing that they they get involved in and they, that creates more problems for them. And so it was, it's important not to ignore, ignore and demonize the darker aspects of reality. I think it's one of the th- things that I phrase most about actualized.org is that he has actually been able to Explain a lot of these darker aspects because he is more in tune with both of them as far as I can tell and there's more like a balance there which is pretty hard to see in most most other spiritual people. Most of them are stuck in this illusion of, of the light uh, and the light creates a lot of transparencies or not transparencies but it creates a lot of... Uh, what I would call illusions itself people love to talk about how though the light is illuminating it'll wake you up it'll teach you the truth Uh, but light light itself is also a problem light can create a lot of shadows which are also illusions and some of the biggest shadows have to do with the fear of of darkness or the not the unwillingness to see darkness as, as just as important as uh, the light when it comes to truth. (laughs) You know, this is why I'm so different from everybody else because I've actually been able to do this. Um... One day I want to do an episode about the different aspects of this. Because the dark and the light is not one monolith thing. But what I've become aware of is that the more conservative-minded person is going to be more aware of the darker aspects of life. Like violence and things. And willing to deal with that versus the left, which is not as much and that causes them a lot of problems, especially nowadays. Maybe back in like the nineties and two thousands they could have, you know, dealt with that. And they did deal with that pretty well. Um, because they were moderately balanced. Not too much light, not too much dark. Um, but then they became so caught up in, in these light based instructions that they don't see the problems and that creates a lot of problems for them Um. (laughs) of course when I use these terms light and dark I don't mean light and dark as in like the colors I'm talking about like what people traditionally call light and dark like good things or bad things you know like the dark or aspects or things like violence things like you know people who could take advantage of you and things like this people have, who have minds that are violent or are more stage red. And the light is basically, in like, the opposite of this. Um, and so I've made this point before, and I'll make it again here. Many, many spiritual teachings teachers love to tell you that the light is where the truth is but oftentimes the light is where people mislead you the most because people tell you all these things about themselves like oh I'm so good and they'll try to act all this goody goody way with you but in reality in the dark, in the actual dark in this time I'm actually talking about actual darkness the night, they're completely different And private, basically. Right? And so... (laughs) The darkness equals truth. Is uh, a play on words on this. So... Try to do this. Try to see yourself as not a... This one thing but as a verb. Like a you know, the mind likes to see itself as like this very stable thing. Like my name is David. I am clearly you know, this is, and I am clearly that and I am you know all these things that I clearly am and, and always will be or maybe not always will be, but there but there's a very like illusion of stability that the mind creates with all these things that it thinks it is. Which change, right? Holy shoot. Oh. Um <laughs> now the wind is going crazy. So the verb consciousness is attempting to, to make you more open In this way, so I'm gonna end this before I get cut off or whatever. So, anyways, I'll talk to you in the next one. So, (laughs) I'm gonna keep going, see how long this lasts. So, the verb consciousness is basically attempting to... Because the problem with this is, is, isn't is that you're in separation consciousness. Um, it's actually that this form of stability that the mind is creating is actually unstable and insecure. Right? And it creates a lot of problems. For a lot of reasons. And... To a certain extent, there is no real getting around this uh, because there will always be instabilities, right? Like you will always need to eat. Uh, You may not have to worry about that, but that's always going to be something that you have to deal with, right? Things like this, you have to get a shelter in case you're in a cold area or whatever. But if you are in this rigid state, You are constantly concerned about this stuff. Whatever it is. Um, And that's why I say there's different forms of the dark and the light. right? There's two forms of this, I think, to be honest. Um, To be more general. uh, There's more than that, I think. And there's different aspects to both. But there's two forms. And this is where this problem starts to come into play. Uh, Because... The, the basic forms are emotional and reality-based. And what I mean by this is, like... To give you an example of the both examples of the darkness... The emotional ones are, like, worry. Things like worry. Things like anxiety. Things like anger. Perhaps if it's really unhealthy versions of anger. Whatever it is. Rage, hate, violence. Or you know violence is actually reality based what and so reality based for forms of darkness are things like violence, things like you know rape or less a less typical thing of oh this is like things like you are going to die, um the body is going to die at least right we can argue about if if you the consciousness is going to die or not, but um things like this. And so, what is what does it really mean when I'm talking about darkness equals truth? I'm not talking about the emotion-based darkness. This is often where, because the problem is, oftentimes these two get confused because they are often fused together. Uh, something bad happens, and you get emotional, and you think the emotions themselves, or, or that you, and then that that. Uh, basically skews your reality to to see either to see only the darkness or to see the darkness as bad or to see, or both, you know, that could both happen. Um because the mind is looking to create a state of unchangingness. It's a state of complete uh Rigidity and stability, which which doesn't work, it doesn't help, it doesn't it, It's not going to happen, basically, and so it fights against reality, basically. And so, when you're looking at what you are doing, what are, what are your responses inside? Emotionally, thought-based, whatever. Are you doing it because of need? Like, I need to do this to feel, you know, whatever. Or is it based on a sort of, I am looking to do this? Um... Because the more that you're in separation consciousness, the more of that possibility of the needs come into play. Needs are a separation consciousness best friend, basically. (laughs) A friend, in my opinion, in most cases. There are needs that are like things that you need to survive, like food, but those aren't what you typically mean when you use this word need people use this word in a very like emotional way like oh I need you or I need your love or whatever but that's not really a need in the truest sense of the word need but that's how people use it because their stability is attached to this thing for various, various reasons Whether whether it's good or bad we can argue about that but that's what is happening? And so in verb consciousness, needs are supplanted by uh, and, and the other thing about separation consciousness as well, before we get into that actually, is uh, dogmatism and what you could call you know, belief systems especially for strong ones, because those belief systems are attempting to make stable something that is inherently unstable when it's in this form, uh, in the form of separation consciousness. And so... you are attempting in this kind of separation consciousness to do something, to make yourself more stable. And the way that you're doing this is through... There's a few avenues to, uh, available to you to do this of course, there is the most common form, which is you know basically survival based like work to get money to feed myself and to shelter myself, things like this, but the other edge of this is things like but this not enough, you know I need needs and things like this to further this stability um because the separation consciousness. needs to lean on something because like if you have a it's almost like having a a pillar or something that let's say you have a pillar and it doesn't realize that it is separate or that it doesn't realize that it is connected to the real world and so it starts to fall over and so it tries to catch itself on something, somebody, something whatever it is to become more stable because it thinks that it is separate and that the air is not going to hold it up or whatever Uh, or the building that it is on like you you know the buildings the pillar is holding up the building or whatever and so (laughs) in the same way you are like this pillar when you're in separation consciousness and so the verb consciousness what this does is changes all of this? You still have these same same desires, the same needs. You know, like you need to eat, you need to, you know, drink, you um, have shelter, things like this. But you're not going to be as uh, consumed by all these things as you were in separation consciousness. Uh, There's a reason why we live in consumerism culture these days, and the reason why is because we have become, become convinced by uh, our society, by commercials, by ads, from corporations that uh, have a motive to do this to consume more and more and more, you know, bigger, better, more, basically, right? And so, everybody's looking for the next fix for themselves. And so, since a lot of people are like addicts, they're just looking to get more and do more things and more and more and more. Because they don't see how this, this very structure that they're setting up is very unstable for themselves. But in separation, or in uh, unity consciousness, or verb consciousness, you know, separation or noun consciousness, <laughs> in uh, verb or unity consciousness, this whole thing changes. You can, you are no longer as consumed with all these things as you are. You may still be interested, you may even still have some smaller attachments but the more that you can kind of enter this verb consciousness, the less that you will be consumed with this, from my experience, to be fair. And so the more that you can start to do this, is the more that you can start to uh, be less rigid, more open, less dogmatic. Um, you know, Because the belief systems are also at play here. They're creating something that doesn't actually exist. Um, Which is basically stability. In the typical sense of the word, stability at least. Um, You know, we're... Taught... By our society that... We need to get all these things, you know. Get the... Diploma, get the... Um, maybe get the college degree get the job get the kids get the bigger house get the big house get the bigger house uh, retire you know things like this and then you're done right but all of these things rely upon so many things that are unstable that it's no wonder people are struggling and suffering it's not a surprise to me at all Um, and even people who have it all still are struggling and suffering because they're trying to keep what they have or maybe even trying to get more of what they d- don't have. Um, and so they're getting more and more and more you know, things like this kind of thing. In verb consciousness, the whole dynamics changes. You stop doing this. Um, I'm not going to say that you're never going to be attached again or that you're never going to want to do something or buy something, but it's not going to be in the same way. It's not going to be in the same vein as well. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, no, if I don't you know, get this done here or whatever, it's going to be bad or, you know, whatever it is. because you understand this entire process and that's the whole point so anyways I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you in the next one